You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You guys, welcome to Black History Month with Black Hair in the Big Leagues. You guys, I am so excited to embark on this month. You know we got the shortest month out of the year, but that's okay because we always make the most out of it. Um, I am excited to share with you this episode with Cheryl Morrow. This is the very first episode that I ever recorded for this podcast. So y'all don't be getting all up on me for my hosting skills because I've come such a long way since since this interview, but it's still so awesome and I cannot wait to share it with you. Cheryl Morrow is the daughter of Willie Morrow who invented the California Curl as well as a variation of the pick and a whole lot of other things. And she also happens to be my cousin. I had no idea that I had hair royalty in my family, and I'm so proud of them. Um, So please enjoy this episode. Oh, and since I have you, if you haven't already, go ahead and rate this podcast. And if you have a second write a little review. It would mean so much. And if you don't know, we have a Patreon. So if you'd like to support us there, I upload all of um, the episodes there early and there's merch. So uh, yeah, enjoy the episode, you guys. I look forward to scrolling through all the black love on my Instagram feed for Black History Month. So much love. podcast, Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I am your host, Salisha Thomas, and I'm so excited because this is my very first episode that I am recording. So whether you're hearing this as the the 17th episode or the fifth episode or the 25th episode, like this is the very first one that I'm recording and I'm so excited and honestly so brand new. And so basically when I was having this idea, I was in the car with my dad. I'm like, dad, I think I want to start a podcast about black hair and I want to talk about, um, black hair in the industry in different industries. And he's like, you need to talk to Willie. I'm like, Willie. He's like, yes, Willie. 
your cousin, Willie. He is black hair royalty. He has invented X, Y, Z. He is the, the founder, the creator of the California Curl, like all these things. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my family. <laughs> and so I called up the fam and Willie's not able to be here today, but that is okay because we have somebody so special. We have his daughter, um, Cheryl Morrow, who is the heir and the CEO of the California Curl Company, here today to talk to us. Welcome, Cheryl. Hey, cousin. How are you? Hi. I'm good. How are you? I am ecstatic. I mean, just your whole idea about, you know, of course, this subject, which is so, you know, embedded into fabric of our family you know I mean it's like I remember being a little girl at you guys's house in San Diego and being at the museum which I will want to talk about um in depth a little bit more uh later but like I was little and I remember like seeing a bunch of old stuff like as a kid I'm like okay like not realizing how amazing Right. How amazing right. the things that I was seeing. Um, and so we will get into that a little bit. Um, but I want to ask you, like, as the daughter of, like, this world-renowned uh, black hair, um, like, God almost, like, how would you describe your dad to someone? Hmm. Good question. Good question. You know, I was the one who have always written his bios, right? And so just recently in the um, San Diego Union Tribune, they asked me to do a story and come in. It went live yesterday. And I didn't realize that I had such a difficult time, you know, because one of the things about um, my dad, you know, your cousin, is that he did he in-housed everything. Most people know brands as just the product, but, mm -hmm. you know, my dad, he just didn't do the product. He did, you know, the hardware design, inventions, uh, business systems, salon systems, and even though, but he also did formulation, which is, you know, wow. actual formulation technology. And so, and that is what the industry usually, they usually used our company as um, a company that set the hairstyle, the, the trends inside the salon. So, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of like the story gets so large sometimes. And then, of course, the, the, the collector of uh, uh, memorabilia, the books, the textbooks. And, you know, and the, um, the expertise of, of just the science of black hair, you know, and so, yeah, he's been in most decades, all decades of what we know as ethnic hair care or textured hair care today. So, yeah, d describing him, yeah, it's hard. I, could, I can only imagine, especially when you, you've had such a contribution to the world and like, in, in your career, I can only imagine mm -hmm. that that would be hard. What are some of like your favorite things that he has invented or brought mm. um, to our culture? One of the things I think that is um, the most important is the uh, element of how important science, 
you know, and one day he was sitting uh, at my desk and, and I remember saying, I said, dad, who are you at the right. end of the day? You know, who are you? Like what category would you category, uh, categorize yourself? And he couldn't get there. You know, he was like, oh, I'm a you know, businessman. I'm this and that, you know, I'm an inventor. And I says, you know, the out of everything, the one thing you do so well that no one does is you are a Afro curly hair scientist. And I think that that is my favorite interactions with him and just throughout my whole childhood, a young adulthood. And then now just the pure genius of the, the artwork, the illustrations, the, the books, the, 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 the way he thought about Afro textures, just his approach to it, what is just so unique. And um, out of all, I think that that he has done, you know, the the, the hardware design is, is is pretty dope. But I think yeah. the the scientific part is in the chemistry and the scientific part was is my favorite. One of the things that I loved, like when I was researching my cousin, <laughs> is that like there was an education element of mm-hmm. educating other people how to do black hair, how to mm-hmm. um, like what to do with it and how to treat it and um, like making because that is that's my biggest thing. Like as as a performer, when mm-hmm. I'm working with somebody who doesn't know what to do with my yeah. hair. Yeah, I, I'll tell you a story. I was at a um lecture and it was a natural hair care expo and some place back east somewhere and I remember um, a mother stood up right and she asked me a question and of course she had her uh, daughter and her son there right and she was asking me a question about, you know, I am new to the natural hair care movement and I need to know how to do, you know, my hair and, you know, my texture is this and my texture is that. And I just need some techniques, la, 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 la. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped her and I said, uh, and I dive, you know, verse, you know, for a minute. And I said, uh, you know are those your children? And she says, oh yeah, I do their hair. You know, this is my son. And of course their hair was gorgeous. Right. And so I says, well, if you know how to do their hair, is there a reason why you can't transfer that skill set to yourself? Huh. Wait, what race were they again, Cheryl? Were they black? Were they white? Were they? Of course, were they? They, they were black family and black mother. Oh, she said, "I'm new to this," and she was Got looking it. for some wonderful um, techniques, of, you know, for her hair. And you know, it's kind of odd that you would have their hair fashioned so beautifully, and and of course, their hair was natural, and they were in some gorgeous braids and cornrows and things of that nature and the little girl hair was gorgeous and when I asked her about her um skill set in doing theirs she didn't realize that she already knew how to do it and she was asking me a different question 
And I think, so I told her, I says, if you could just, you know, kind of, you know, divorce yourself from the natural hair care drama of, of the conversation, you could really just get into the practicality in, in the end that you've been doing natural hair. Your, your daughter is seven, your boy's 12. Right. <laughs> you know, just how long you've been in it, actually. And in and, and just the, because um, I used to do a hair coaching uh, on a radio show in New York while I lived there. And um, just, just, awesome. <laughs> right, right. Just the conversation of us backing out of, uh, of it as, as African descending people in talking, you've always had this hair on your head. You've, you haven't had any other hair. So, right. you know, and if you're 40, well, you've been, you know, you had a process of doing it at 10. You had a process of doing it at 15. You know, if we can just remember you know, prior to all the other, you know, relaxing in the salon and going, you know, and then of course yeah. the, the natural hair care industry, it, it, it's just convoluted at this point. And if we can just simplify it. And so that, that is just um, one of those elements, I think that if we could, you know, get into, you know, just basically simplifying it. And I think that, that Mr. Morrow, he wanted us to 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 simplify it and, and get into the um the curly hair is so easy to take care of i know most people don't perceive it that way right especially oh. when you don't know when you don't know what yeah. to do is kind of like easy oh my goodness it's like starting from scratch that's kind of how i have felt like starting on this natural hair journey through two years ago i'm like mm-hmm. oh my gosh it's like learning how to walk yeah. and talk yeah. again right and that, and it's so un, and it's so unbelievable, you know, how we approach it because you were there at one time. You were there. How do we so, forget? Like, what do we? It's it's about re- remembering, not trying to get a whole new connection. It's about remembering because you 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 did it. Your mother did it for you until you could do it yourself, and and. I think the um, detachment as you go into the marketplace and start getting jobs and start going to school and start going to college and you start doing things and then you you go into this assimilation process of trying to be uh, appropriate and corporate and like yes, you say that on is, stage. You know, that is a real thing. Trying to be mm-hmm. corporate. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh gosh. And that transition for me, I'm like, for me, corporate is like, oh, my hair needs to be straight. <laughs> it needs to like. And, you know what? Ha- and how ironic is that's the actual transition. Transitioning yeah. back is a me- remembering process. Whoa, I love this. Cheryl, you are speaking the truth. Um, I love that. So like I see that um, Dr. Willie Morrow has books that are um, on every continent, um, but that he started as a barber um, in San Diego on yes. Market Street, like yes. doing all sorts of people's hair, politicians, yes. professional athletes. I think Michael Jordan popped up. Yes. Um, the Chargers, some of the players from the Chargers mm-hmm. um, that he used. Uh, he, uh, let's see, Whoopi Goldberg. He he um, invented the 
blow attachment. Is that correct? There's a uh, there's a comb on, um, and, and and that was purposeful because that was created in an era of what he coined as the blowout. So when you had, you know, because in those in that era, and let's let's just say for all intents and purposes, let's say 1967. 1968, 1969, right? Mm -hmm. And people wanted big hair. Okay. Right. And right. So <laughs> that, and, and, and think about it, that was before everyone wanted it to go on their shoulders. That, right. in that era, it was to go upward and out. So, you know, that, you know, real flat. Being, having hair, you know, on your shoulders was not in vogue. So you wanted your hair out and big, right? And up. That is so, so crazy. Like, I'm just getting back to that now. But because it, it's for my whole life, it's been you want it long, you want it on your shoulders. And I'm just starting to embrace, like, big. <laughs> you know, and, and it's funny because, you know, I, I just happen to be a science buff myself. And so, you know, I, most people. I love you know, that. I don't realize that, you know, I am actually a, a, a geek, you know, a real <laughs> bookworm kind of geek. And so, get you know, it, honey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and so, you know, w once you are trying to make the nature of curly hair go in a direction that it doesn't naturally go in, and you're trying to make it go down on your shoulders, and you're trying to make it you know, once you get yeah. into the scientific portion of it, and that's one of the reasons why Mr. Morrow, as you mentioned, wrote the scientific books. So you can understand scientifically, eco-wise, uh, um, eco or, or to understand the nature of curly hair, it is designed to grow up, then out, and then once it gets a little heavy, and then it grows. It, it falls to the to to the law that's, of gravity. That's and my goal. I want to get to that law of gravity, honey. I'm like, let it grow, let it grow. Um, you know, and, and we we associate growth with length, and we shouldn't because tell me more. Curly, well, curly hair it, it it's coiled, so the the length is hidden. The shrinkage. You're talking about the shrinkage. Well, and let me just say this, you know, and, and of course, I'm sure either in between this conversation or in others, when you get into the science of it, you know, sh shrinkage actually is a misnomer. It doesn't really exist. Um, yeah, it doesn't. Please, I need you to educate me like this second. What do you mean shrinkage doesn't exist, Cheryl? What do you um, mean? Because you have to remember, shrinkage is a actual returning to a re a natural um, state. The length mm. state is temporary. So you're getting when I see when you say shrinking, you're thinking that it's doing something that you don't want it to do. Because but, I'm measuring all of my right. like, preconceived things by the kind of actually, white America. Right. And actually, right. So if you had a rubber band, right, 
You want the nature of the rubber band to stay stretched, but the nature of the rubber band is the contract. It actually is relaxing when it's contract. It's You're blowing my mind right now. Right. When you stretch it, that is not the natural state. So because you have because curly hair or when the hair gets curlier it wants to return to its dominant state which is its which is its natural state which is to coil when you stretch it out that is the state that is not natural that's temporary that's a temporary because it's it's contract and it has tension it's it's tension when you stretch it not tension when you draw it back when you draw is it, it bad back, for it is it bad for it at all when we stretch it cuz i love stretching my curls well the stretching is only the desired cosmetic state okay but when it when it goes back into its most healthy it returns to its bio dna framework which is to coil got it so you're actually attaching a very negative mentality onto something that actually it knows as its healthy state which is coil the stretch state is just the cosmetic state and that is supposed to be temporary we're going to cut for a short ad break Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, this is very exciting. And so now I want to know, like, I want to know how you feel about um, your own personal hair. Like I, I haven't seen you in so long. I'm not sure how you wear it, um, Mm -hmm. recently. Mm -hmm. And, but like, you know, some people are like, I know that you are so knowledgeable about hair, but that doesn't mean that you like, like to wear your hair down. Are Mm -hmm. you, are you, and, but you might, are you one of those women that like does everything right with the silk, um, with the silk, pillowcases or or do you do none of it are you like i do none i I do none uh, none of it i you know um, (laughs) uh, i I have a business partner uh and she says you go to bed like a white girl oh my god you just go to bed wait cheryl you just go to bed (laughs) i just go to bed my hair is uh middle uh back length and oh, that's long. And I have never had a hair problem. I can't be the, you know, the, the expert if I'm having hair issues. I and mean, you shouldn't 
uh, I guess, listen to a hair coach or anyone coaching you and has had a, um, a hair issue. Let, let's say if you would just see me now, my hair is uh, in a ponytail, it's flat ironed, and it's in the middle of my back, and I go to bed. That's it. You just, wow. And then when I uh, shampoo and wet it, I can uh, twist it up, and then I put about five twisties, six or seven twisties. I put that in a, a ponytail. And then I'm out of the door, black and white um, suit, out of I, go lecture on stage. No, I I I, I am not with it at all, because at the end of the day, your natural state is to have hair. It right. doesn't need your help. It doesn't need shea butter. It don't need. It doesn't need anything from you to do anything. You. It is I there to that. to to be manipulated and styled, of course. But it doesn't need all of the commercial commercial things out, uh, on the shelf for it to 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 to, to grow and be and thrive. The Do problem you use is, any is, uh, commercial stuff ever? Um, no, no. I, I okay, actually, so I my- literally don't don't do any of that. <laughs> oh. I know. I know that's weird, but no. I it's do. not weird. I'm like, you know what is up. So I'm like, yeah, well, let me try what you're doing. When you do like a twist up, like when you like wash it and then twist it, mm-hmm. do, you, do you put anything in it? Like, what do you do? Um, I will put a product that we make called Moisture Balance. You have to understand, hair is a, is a fiber. It's fibrous. It's a fiber. It only, it only obeys the laws of environment. When I teach it in uh, in cosmetology schools or something, when I teach it, you know, it, it, it's like a silk fiber or a cotton fiber or a, um, a hemp fiber or a grass or a weed. It doesn't, it only obeys the laws of its ecosystem or uh, of the environment, of its biosphere. It doesn't, it doesn't know that you're putting moisture on it. It doesn't know that you've put oil on it. It doesn't. All of that is cosmetic uh, preparations. It doesn't. Oh. It, it's not relating to your co- your cosmetic desires. And that is that those things are only to transfer one formation or style or or another. It, it's not going in and doing something to it and porosity and all of that craziness that, you know, well, those things only matter if you're going to be cosmetically treated, if you're going to alter it. If you don't cosmetically alter it, then the laws of the environment are more of a component than the products and, 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 you know, and manipulations. The conversation now, Salisha, is, you know, where do we go from here? You know, because now that, you know, we have toggled, I mean, who has time for an hour of preparation for a twist out and and go to work? Who who, who wants to do that? Yeah, Who wants to go through all this drama at night? You know, and so, you know, that's one of the Well, the key is, is that when a straight-haired individual, whether it's Asian, South Pacific, European, 
um, or, or, or Latino. They don't see their hair unnatural because they cosmetically color it, straighten it. They think that they're just participating in hair care. Black people are the only ones that see their hair unnatural in the cosmetic and cosmetology conversation. They think that if you don't do anything to it, therefore you're natural. And that's not true because the hair doesn't change DNA just because you want to add blonde to it or you want to straighten it. The hair is always, you never can lose your natural state. And so that's why they enjoy a better cosmetic experience than we do because we have all this cultural, racial, class issues on mm-hmm. how we fashion our hair that they don't have. See, they're, they're, they're just, you know, hey, I want to be blonde today and, you know, I'm right. Gonna right. or I want my hair straighter, boom, you know. They don't ever go out of their natural state. We're the only ones that are making a political statement, a social statement, yes. a cultural statement. Yes. And yes. we attach those isms to the cosmetic process that actually does not have anything to do with the real chemical composition of what you're losing. You're not losing your natural state ever. I love that because I've never thought of it that way ever. So it's nice to like hear you say that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so as like... Being, I feel like, so both of my parents are sons and daughters of uh, pastors. And mm-hmm. sometimes like when your dad is the, <laughs> yes, 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 you're yes, either yes. like in the box or you're out of the box, you know, all the things. Have you ever done anything like crazy with your hair growing up or in your adult life? Like what's I the tried. craziest thing? What'd you do? I mean, of course, you know, my father wanted to do my brother and my hair and my sister's hair, but my mother would not let him. But when I went into beauty school, but because my hair is such a weird color, and I am a dishwater blonde, naturally. That's awesome. That's um, awesome. <laughs> coloring is weird. I, I went all, you know, wine and burgundy and, mm-hmm. but, and then I cut it, but I didn't really do anything crazy, uh, only because my mother was, you know, and you know, you talk to my mother, come on. And, you know, know. so she's quite, you know, vigilant on that, you know, and she was always vigilant on, on that. So, and then I couldn't, because my hair color was so weird that I, I, you know. I I think that's awesome. I'm always fascinated by black people with blonde hair. I'm like, oh my, like I had blonde hair for a very short time when I was very little. Yes, yes, yes. But I'm like, when you grow up and you have it, it's like, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. I think that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I got it. Well, um, I got about three or four colors going on up there. I mean, now I'm like, I think I saw a gray hair the other day on my head. I'm like, oh, Lord, <laughs> help me, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, it doesn't begin. Please, not yet. <laughs> we'll be right back right after the break. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I want to know, what is Beauty Ethnica? Like, Beauty Ethnica, um, you know, of course, just having, I, I am my dad's daughter for, for, for sure. And Beauty Ethnica was a media product and a world that I started creating in about, I think, 2015. And it was to create the most weirdest facts, angles, conversation on the subject. You know, like, I think that one of my uh, weirdest and most popular uh, posts one day was, what is the first and real and original, you know, Black-owned Afro comb, right? And of course, people assumed that the comb with the fist was a Black-owned venture and comb, and it wasn't. It's Black people never made that comb. No even though, way. Yeah, even though we use it as the center of some, yeah, but every time we bought the comb, you were either giving it to um, either an Italian or a Jewish or no. I think a Mexican company. We never made that comb. That was never a Black-owned comb. Oh, my gosh. You know, so so Beauty Ethnica was that place for those kinds of facts. And oh, I love that. Highlighting uh, black beauty, weird for uh, black photographers. I mean, photographers and uh, and uh, Celicia, the Afrofuture uh, world, the Afrofuturism world creates the most unbelievable uh, black beauty images in artistry. It is just absolutely amazing mm-hmm. uh, what they. So I wanted to highlight all of that, and that's what. Beauty Ethnica with that idea. And I needed to, I need to actually re expand that, you know, but. I would love for you to, so I could like dive all up in it, please. <laughs> and, and I know. You know. In 2020, you know, we are still so fascinated with the subject matter because it is so big. It's a big, big story. And, um, 400 Years Without a Cone, that is what that big story, entrepreneur. Is that the museum? Yeah. Well, it actually started as a book. Uh, He changed it in three decades. It was originally, I think, written in 1973. And then it went to the 80s. The last edition, I think, was 1991. 1990. Yeah. Then it became really a broader collection. It didn't start that way. I am like so fascinated. Is, is this museum still like open, like for people to go and check out? Yeah, because it, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, it's presently at. Um, I think, of course, when COVID is op- over, it, it's at Kent University. It's going to be at Kent University. How did your dad find all of these artifacts and collect? I remember when it was the museum was in. You guys transformed your tennis court. Mm-hmm. Do I? Am yeah. I remember that? Uh, uh, yeah, and, the racquetball court. Uh huh. Yeah, the racquetball court, and it was there was so to me. I was a little kid. All this old stuff, and now I'm like, how did he get all of that? Yeah, that's, that's so know, amazing. Right? Yes. <laughs> you know, and, and you know what? Most people don't realize that most of it was actually owned by other people, and was just given to him. It's not necessarily he just went out and got it. I would probably say 
he did, but you have to know what you're looking for. It's, it's so much more important that the collection in and of itself is a story. So it, it tells a story as the evolution of a people that arrived in a portion of the world without a toiletry bag. And so wow. if you don't have a toiletry bag and you're kind of disconnected and severed, the only thing that you can do when you are very used to culturally and certain things that you can only hold on to yourself that people can't take away from you. They can take you from the land. They can take you from some of your, your spiritual practices and your cultural practices and kind of disconnect you linguistically. Or But your beautification uh, process and the need for your beautification process um, is so embedded in how you're wired as a hum, human being. And so even transatlantically, Mr. Morrow, uh, let's just say starting at the pick era, the Afro pick era, you know, the comb was so such a sim symbol of something that you lost. And so, yeah. and, and even stories in um, European conquest in terms of the sailing to different parts of the world and, and to people of color, you know, you will uh, uh, read their memoirs and they will, it, beauty has always been a part of a very obvious, uh, very important portion uh, uh, of the culture. So beautif beautifying is almost as necessary for uh, African culture as it's to like breathing. Because oh. you're always trying to align yourself with um, nature, and nature is such a biocentric, cosmic, cosmetic-looking piece of a phenomenon. So you want to also align yourself with it. So you clean yourself. You 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 yeah. you you beautify your hair. You see your hair as a real spiritual instrument, almost. And so, you know, beautifying and hygiene was apropos. Is at the top of the list, you know. And so, yeah, yeah, that that that's what the story of the book Four Hundred Years Without a Comb is really truly about. And and then of course the the, the enslavement, not and not just of people, but the enslavement of your um, cultural habits, your, your affinity. So that's why the story, I don't know when, when people get a hold of the book or they'll see the film on YouTube or something, that is right. actually what it's in, uh, embedded in. We'll be right back right after the break. And also, I have a question. Um, so... Mm -hmm. Good. I, I only watched it once when I was and I was much younger. Good hair. Yeah. Um, the movie Chris Rock did. Mm -hmm. What um was Doctor Morrow's um like? What was his? Oh part God, that? that was a horrible experience for him. Oh that my gosh, I'm so sorry to even ask that. Then no, 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 and not in you know just the fact that you know going up serving as the consultant. And I remember my dad called me when he got to the studio to meet Chris and he strictly told him, he said to him, sir, I, I, I don't know what your intentions are, 
but because Mr. Morrow was a part of the all the film, but when you see it, he's edited out. Uh-huh. And because he he was quite firm with him in saying this is not this may be Hollywood to you, brother, but it's not Hollywood to me. This is my life. And if you're going to make a a, a mockery of it, you know, then I don't want to be a part of it. Oh, snap. Yeah. And and he was very adamant about it. And that's why he's only on the end. And he knew what it was. It was going to be about, you know, it was going to be a, um, a, a mockery. And, and, and it was, it was, it was, you know, show business. And, some form of success for Chris, but it was not that for Mr. Morrow. And he made that very clear to him. Oh my goodness. Like, thank you for setting that record straight, mm-hmm. Cheryl. One part in the movie, you know, Salisha, that no one would buy an Afro wig. Wow. That's not true, is it? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely not. In fact, they're almost more expensive than all the other ones. Exactly. You want that- a natural hair, wow! Like real, you know, um, Afro wig. Mm-hmm. I tried to buy one to match my own natural texture, mm-hmm. but to where I didn't have to actually do my own hair, and it was so expensive. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, "Darn!" And then, and, then, and then wait a minute. And then the Asian said that that you know we're not interested in this type of of hair on a, on a wig. Wow! How profound is that now? And it's then they have the nerve, and then. Right, and then they have the nerve to make them expensive. Uh, right, right. I'm like, if you don't think it's valuable, at least price it for five dollars so that I can buy all of them. <laughs> but, but, but as you can see, you know, that was, you know, just something to say in that time period, and yeah. just five to six to seven years later, now that they they are, you know, eating their hat and then eating our lunch at the same time by charge, oh. you know. Please, right. they don't even get me started, Salisha. That's a whole nother subject for a whole nother time. Literally, I cannot wait to have you back on here and we can talk about all, like, all of the things. Like, is there anything, like, um, that you'd like to add on any subject, um, e- even if it's something that you're working on now or um, anything about about you well, or your dad or hair? One of the most- one of the most important things that I want that I am uh, doing now, and I'm so glad you brought up Judy Ethnica, um, was creating an incubator for ethnic hair care brand creation. Is that that is going to be so vital because they're building brands now, and then of course, uh, you know the ones Tracy Ellis Ross, I think it's called Pattern, and then they have uh-huh. uh, Taraji P Henson. You know, uh-huh. they're creating these brands from no uh, intelligence and no historical um, reference, and I, I don't even know what they're they're and what R and D they're building it from. But I am really devoted to the technology and disruption and design and and formulation and a really good cultural affinity uh, intelligence that we could create a great incubator so we can get, you know, ethnic hair care um, back into 
a, a very forward, uh, technological, uh, very sophisticated um, industry again. And so yeah. that's what I'm doing now. And that's exciting. Growing <laughs> the clientele and, you know, just, just having fun. And um, one day I would like to be your client. Ah! Oh, hey. <laughs> Um, you know, you would be flowing, darling, flowing, flowing. And then, but you would be also (laughs) in in, in being my client, you would also be experiencing, uh, the ultimate, uh, transition, the power to transition, no matter what look you want. Curly hair is so fun. It can do so many things because it's so dominantly curly that you can just be straight one day and wavy and fluffy and then blow out. We have so many options with our hair. So versatile. We can look like different humans with the same head of hair. Yeah. And you can only do that because of the coily, coily nature, which is dominant. It's a dominant, it's almost like they say brown eyes are dominant. It's a, it's a curly hair is an actual gene. It's an actual phenotype and it's dominant. And because of that dominance, that's why you can do so many things with it. If you're starting straight, you know, like straight hair, which is a recessive um, expression of of the gene, then you, you you can't do a lot because it's recessive. But you better thank God that you were given that dominant Afro hair right. nature. It's, now it's you can crazy. do everything with it. You know, yeah, See? growing up, I did not appreciate it, and now exactly. I do. Well, good Always for you. Used to- wish that my hair was just straight and now I'm like I've got options and if it wants to be straight it can be but I can also do all of these things right 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 Cheryl thank you Cheryl Morrow thank you so much for coming on here and being my first guest even if you guys are listening to this and it's like episodes down the line like this is my first interview I'm so excited and what an honor yeah I'm honored to have you. So thank you so much. I love you, cuz. Love you too, dear. All right. Um, Thank you for coming on. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode with Cheryl Morrow. Did I sound nervous? I was so nervous. (laughs) You can follow her on Facebook.com slash The Cheryl Morrow. Love you guys. Shout out to the Broadway Podcast Network. Shout out to Wilton Music for producing my theme song, Love COD, sung by yours truly. Shout out to Camille Gaston for editing this episode. Hey, girl. Thank you. If you haven't already, rate this podcast. Please leave us a review. Support us on Patreon. Y'all, it's Black History Month. Let's be extra black this month. I am so excited, so on fire. Thank you for listening to Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Salisha Thomas. See you next week, baby.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.